0: Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music.
1: We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your workday between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Right, on with the podcast.
0: This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country.
1: It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard. My guest today is a singer-songwriter whose rise began back in 2020 when she released her debut EP. Uh, and everybody loved it. Critical acclaim all over the place. And she has shared the stage with some of country's biggest names, Willie Nelson, Reba, The High Women, Mara Morris. And now finally, we've got her debut album. It's just been released. It's called My Stupid Life. Britney Spencer, I feel like it's been ages since I've seen you. Long time no see. Welcome back to Absolute Radio Country.
2: Hello. I know it has been a while. How have you been in the meantime? Yeah, I've been good. You know, I've been hanging out.
1: uh, Just, you know, counting down the days for new Britney Spencer music. I know the last time you were over in the UK, which we're absolutely going to talk about because that was a big deal. Hello, Bruce Springsteen and the chicks. We'll get there in a minute, but um, I can't actually remember the last time that we spoke, but you've been busy making your... I'm always surprised when it says like debut album from an artist like you because everything that you released up until this debut album we were loving and playing non-stop but this is your debut album right my stupid life
2: yeah gosh this album i mean it was probably supposed to be out like a year ago but i was busy i was on the road you know i was touring i was i was i was doing things that i really couldn't say no to and so getting in the studio and locking in and like finishing was like was quite the task for me and, uh, and last year, I kind of had to just kind of peel myself away from the road for a little bit and, uh, and you know, just like finish a record. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. I wasn't like withholding at all. I really wanted to make sure that it was right, you know, and I, yeah. I feel really fortunate to have had like a team that didn't rush me, you know, like my label didn't rush me at all. Like we were definitely trying to keep things going, but but they wanted it to be and feel as right as I wanted it to be. That's a real gift. And um, yeah, I'm glad that it's out into the world. I've been so blown away by the response, honestly. I've been um, like slightly panicking inside. Um, right. Like the days leading up to the, the release, being like, oh God, what if this actually isn't good? What if I'm the only one who thinks this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What if all these
1: people around me are just saying yes, and they should have said no?
2: (laughs) Yeah. What if I've been, you know, these songs I've been singing on the road for like three years. What if like, you know, the crowds have just gotten it wrong, you know, but, you know, it's just, (laughs) well, yeah, i I am just like a artist spiral. Sure.
1: I think that's probably normal. Like, Not just for an artist, but like, I think any, anybody can relate to that. Like if you've been working on something and pouring your heart and soul into it, and it's just like a closed group of people that you, been working on it with and then suddenly you're like oh I've got to put this out to the world how are they going to respond to it but also you're saying like you were playing them on the road you must have gotten instant feedback some audiences are really open and in in the UK the audiences are very open to hearing new music but that's not always the case they just want the stuff that they know so if they're reacting positively to stuff that they don't know that's got to be a good thing
2: absolutely I totally take all of that into account like you can feel like when a crowd is like you know, really into, like, discovering new artists and new music. And you can kind of feel where people are like, all right, cool, where's where's the song that I know? You know, you can feel that. And all of it is part of the live music experience, I think. You got to be able to hold space for, for both of those crowd members, you know, because the reality is that sometimes, you know, depending on what day, I'm both of them, you know? Like, there are songs like Night In and My Stupid Life and even, like, Bigger Than the Song. Like, I've been playing First Car Feel," I've been playing them for, like, two years on the road. And so people... Always asked me, like, is it out yet or where can I find it? And and it has been honestly the best part of the show for me to be able to say, yeah, it's on my album. Yeah, I'm <laughs> totally <out> have <laughs> it now. It's on my debut album, the one with me standing on top of cars.
1: Yeah, that doesn't look. That looks like a health and safety nightmare. That standing on top of cars bit. Did you just? Did you just go into a junkyard?
2: Yeah, it's an actual junkyard in California, and in like in the middle of California, I don't even know where it was. We had to like drive for like an hour or two to, just to get to it. I loved it. There was forklifts. They were lifting up cars and and hoisting things up. And the only thing I could think is, wow, am I next? But we got through the shoot, and it was so cool. And I I love the cover. I think it's. I think it's just weird and and it makes me feel safe.
1: It makes you feel safe, even though it looks like an absolute nightmare <laughs> of tumbling old cars. That's where
2: I feel most of myself with <laughs>
1: when things are a little bit uh, higgledy-piggledy, they say, in in the UK, where you're kind of not sure which way they're going to go.
2: Higgledy-piggledy?
1: Higgledy-piggledy. It's a good one, isn't it?
2: Higgledy-piggledy. You know, we have a market down in the South called uh, Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. I I used to go there all the time as a kid.
1: Me too, because, you know, I'm originally from Tennessee, and I had – I don't know if they had this when you were growing up, but – it. as a kid, you would get a birthday card for Piggly Wiggly, and on your birthday, you could take it to the bakery counter and get a free cookie.
2: Well, if I had known that every week would have been my birthday, first of all, at a different Piggly Wiggly, yeah. I did not know that. I never went there on my birthday. We used to go there all the time when well, my family would go and visit Sumter, South Carolina, every summer. And then when I moved to Nashville, there was there's a I think it might be still there. Like there's a Piggly Wiggly down in the, like Midtown area. Right. Oh my gosh, it was the most comforting thing I'd ever seen. When I moved to Nashville, I was like. Piggly Wigglies are here. Oh, I've never gone to that Piggly Wiggly in Nashville. I'm going to
1: dig out my birthday card and go there when I'm next in Nashville, see if I can still get a free cookie. <laughs> you know, Piggly
2: Piggly, is that a, a phrase or is it a place?
1: It's not a place, it's a phrase. So you would say like something's, you know, like the the car that you're, in on the cover of my stupid life you could say that that's higgledy-piggledy because it's kind of stacked up in a haphazard type fashion it's not perfect it's a little bit off-kilter but in a good way it's a little bit higgledy-piggledy There's a little bit of everything on this album, right? And I always think that this is great because people, you know, whether people are just diehard country fans or they're diehard pop fans or whatever, we all listen to lots of different types of music. You know, none of us kind of just exclusively listen to one type of music. And also... Genres are so fluid nowadays, and there's a, a little bit of all kinds of different sounds on this album, which I assume kind of reflects you as not only an artist but also a music fan as well.
2: Oh yeah this this album is very like fan centered. How I listen to music, like I, I really think about what I would want to hear, you know, just as a fan, you know. And I listen to a lot of the fans. People aren't always very shy and let you know what they want. People, the amount of people that just walk up to me at concerts, at festivals, and just say like. I need this. I need that. Someone walked up to me the other day and had a great idea. She said, if you sell night and sweatpants, I will buy all of them. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> now I'm like, we need night and sweatpants. And then, which is cool. I mean, she said it like at a time where I was like feeling a little down too at a show because I've been selling out of all my merch. I've run out of LPs. I've run out of CDs. I've run out of my buttons right now. And so like, we're hoping that a shipment comes in today. That's like a, a active thing. I'm like, oh. Well, since we're having um, a merch inventory thing where I keep running out of stuff, can I just get new merch? Can I just get some night in sweatpants now? I would wear a night in hoodie. Yeah. Like, wear the night in pajamas. Like, I would wear that. But people will let you know what they want, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and, uh, I feel really grateful for that. I kind of think about that when I'm making music
1: let's talk about night in um, because it starts with some of my favorite and I'm assuming some of your good friends there's some names on there where you all are kind of somebody's wanting to go out somebody's want to stay in and and who is, is it Mickey Guyton fancy hey who else is on there
2: Abby Coleman and Marin Morris
1: somebody's want to go out somebody's want to make margaritas and stay in and I think this is something that we can all relate to are you more of a stay at home person or a go out person
2: I mean, all of us, the reality is that all of us are like more stay in people. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But especially if you have a job where you have to like go out all the time when you do actually get to stay in. What a joy. What a pleasure.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's 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 kind of what it is. It's like I'm on the road for like the like month or so. And then I've got like a week off and then I go back on the road. I was putting on my makeup, getting ready for this interview in the uh, in the bathroom at the club. Uh, a few minutes ago and I, I FaceTimed Abby and she's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go on the road for a month. She's like, I don't know how to pack. And I'm like, me either, girl. I don't know how to pack for a month. And so we're just, we're homebodies. We don't, we don't, you know, tour pulls us out of our comfort zones, but I don't know, It's just, it's fun, you know, to just kind of sing a song like Night In, especially on a stage. You know, I'm singing all these words about not wanting to go out. Meanwhile, we've all come out, you know, <laughs> we've all put on clothes and and, and and look decent and grabbed a friend and came to a concert and it's so fun to sing that at a show, especially when I start talking about introverts and, and people are yelling and and gosh, the other day someone had a show yelled out, Yeah, I almost didn't come tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, I'm so glad you did. It's nice to be able to verbalize that stuff. You know, it's uh it doesn't have to be weird to say I actually am in a constant state of being excited to be where I am, but also wondering when am I going home? You know, like, that's okay. I feel yeah. that way all the time.
1: So the song that I'm loving at the moment is I Got Time. Uh, we we ha- That was a spotlight song for us. We played it all week long. We couldn't get enough of it. How did that come to be?
2: I just wanted a song that was really, like, carefree, Use a lot of phrases that we kind of would use all the time. You know, like, I always say, I've been working all day, waiting all week for Friday. I, like, I jokingly will say that even some family members, like, you've been working your whole life waiting for retirement. Like, we we talk <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of, like, you know, we have our own little language and I just kind of wanted to make a song with a kind of a bunch of, uh, I don't know, like quick phrases, like especially right. on the second verse. Yes. I can be a classic teal, Chevrolet thrill, living in the sunshine high. Like I just wanted a bunch of that. I love I love that sort of style. I'm a huge fan of hip hop. And so I don't know, I feel like you can you can hear a lot of those influences But mostly I just wanted a really carefree song about just feeling hot and wanting to go for a ride and and not wanting to care too much about anything. I just I needed a song like that on the album because I feel like that, you know, a lot of times. And I just I needed that represented on the album. That particular emotion needed a space.
1: Yeah, I guess it evokes a lot of different kind of feelings and kind of vibes that that are like you're saying throughout kind of the things that we love. And I think because it starts with the blowing smoke reference, I feel like it just takes you on this journey through kind of all of that sort of stuff.
2: Gosh, maybe a lot of that is reminiscent of 90s country and and what I loved so much about it. Like I fell in love with Shania the first time I ever heard her. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like that Up album. Like it kind of turned my little world upside down, and uh, I don't know. I, I feel that when I listen to uh, when I listen to songs, you know, I I still feel that that makes me excited to know that I still get that. Ooh, what is this kind of feeling, you know? And when yeah. I hear this song, I I hope that somebody else has that, you know. When I hear my song.
1: When we first met, I think you had maybe just gone viral or we, you you, you know, you had gotten a deal perhaps and all that, but, but the viral thing is what happened. And there was a, a moment and still lots of artists are going viral and then some of them continue on and, you know, use that platform and and really make something out of it. And then some of them, you know, that get swallowed up by the industry. And I suppose that's how it's always been throughout history, even without the social media thing, you know, people come in blazing hot. And then it seems like that you have gotten a really good handle on, you didn't just get, you know, it might've been the viral stuff that got you a foothold in the industry, but then you seem to have really kind of made considerate choices about what you do, you've taken your time, like we're talking about with this album, you didn't rush it out there, nobody was trying to rush you to get it done, they wanted you to do it right. When you look back on that moment where you went viral and all of this stuff started happening for you, did it feel like a bit of a whirlwind? And does it still feel like a whirlwind or have you kind of settled in and you're like, nope, this is my place, You know, I'm standing on my own two feet here, I know what I want to do as an artist.
2: It definitely felt like a whirlwind, and and life still feels like a whirlwind. I feel like I'm constantly um, kind of swept away in something. (laughs) That's what my life feels like. And I kind of embrace all of it, you know, because it it could be the other way around. I think the hardest thing about being uh, an artist that goes viral online is translating that internet viral moment into a career. You know, how do you get people to go from seeing you online, you know? How do you get them to buy tickets and come to a show, you know? And also, how do you find a way to get taken seriously? Because I mean, in this era, I think of of internet and artistry. I feel like there are a lot of artists that are really good at it. They're really good at social media. You know, they're really good at like posting. And like me, on the other hand, I get crazy anxiety. I don't even want to post. Honestly, I, I it drives me insane. Like if I let it, <laughs> and it's and there's some artists who are really good at it and they're yeah. good at like understanding what makes people tick and. And they find ways to like let like that translate and have a be able to get hard tickets, you know, sold, you know, for people to get out from behind their phone or from behind their computer and actually come and see them at a show. There's some artists that are like that, and there are plenty of artists that don't really do the social media thing, you know. And we review them, and it, and we we call them an artist, artist, and it's. I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's it's so hard to like have the respect in both worlds. You yeah. know, How do you have that internet base and have that respect and be? and be recognized as a person who does this thing well, but also we still respect you and, and love you and appreciate you as an artist. You know, you're, you're, you're not just a, a minute soundbite. You have something to say. You have a, you have something that, you know, that makes people respect you. It's, I think that's really hard. And I don't know that I'm ever trying to achieve either of those. I think honestly, I'm just, I'm just trying to do the best that I can, <laughs> but like right. I said, the hardest thing is to go from things. I appreciate it. I, I attribute a lot of that to, honestly, just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I've had a lot of support within the creative community, like especially within the Nashville creative community. The amount of people that have just been incredibly kind and generous and have lifted me up and have included me. I don't know. I I just, I couldn't have written this story. Like I I can't, like the timing of all this, I couldn't have written it. I feel really fortunate. I feel protective, you know, over Mm -hmm. those relationships where people invite you into their space, when people uh, invite you to, to sit in on their set or to, I don't know, to come and sing a song with them or to do something with their band or to go on the road with them. Like, I just don't take that for granted. I just, I treat it all like it's sacred, you know?
1: Well, let's talk Let's talk about some of those because not only, you know, some of the people that you mentioned earlier that are on the phone call for for Night In, like, you know, Mayor Morris and, and, and Mickey Guyton, but also you've worked with, Reba, you've worked with Marin, you worked with Willie Nelson. Uh, you used to sing backup like back in the day for Carrie Underwood. That has to be a good school as well.
2: Absolutely. And and I've always been a student. Like I really, I really am. I'm still a student. I sang backup for Carrie Underwood twice. Uh, once was at the CMT Awards in 2016 and the other time was at the CMA Awards in 2019. And just watching her and just kind of watching how she moves, watching how she rehearses, it was really cool. It was really eye opening, and and I took it a step further. After we were done our rehearsal, I went into the balcony of the um of the arena, and I just sat there for like an hour or two and just watch people like sound check. I remember watching like Lady A. I remember watching Natty and Tay. I remember watching Marin. I remember, and I've I've been a huge Marin fan for forever. You know, since she came out with Hero, and I remember just watching her and um. I think she did the girl performance that year. And just watching how she handled herself in soundcheck, like I learned so much from her. I learned so much from everybody, just being there and watching how they, they navigate, watching how they talk to sound people, watch how they, they they pay attention to the lighting, watch how they respond to what's going on. Because during those dress rehearsals, like you got the cameras in your face, you've got yep. the lighting, they're trying the whole thing out. And, uh, and just watching how people navigated it uh, was important for me because I knew if I ever got to wherever I am now, there is no manual, there's no handbook. And I mean, honestly, it's probably why I, I, I'm really open with letting other new artists like be around me. Like, hey, you want to come to this show? I'm doing this thing. I'm going to the Ryman. I'm going to Opry. I'm doing this thing. I'm going, to, I'm going here. Do you want to come? Because sometimes just being in the room before you have to be there for yourself mm-hmm. is so helpful. Yeah. Watching other people go through it watching how they handle it. Like it's 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 like a nice dress rehearsal for you. You know, you get to see what goes on behind the scenes. You get to see how the, the sauce is made, you know, before you gotta be the one out there trying it out, you know? Yeah. Sometimes those things are really helpful. And uh I didn't have those opportunities. Um I had to kind of just take them. You know, I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna sing backgrounds." Thank you so much. I love this. I'm a and I'm going to observe and I'm going to watch, and it's it's really cool. You know, I think that I think the best artists are 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 lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I could be I could be over generalizing things, but I just I enjoy it. I enjoy watching and seeing how people handle things. You know, if I can see it before I get there, then that's really cool. But as I'm here, you know, and kind of learning, there's so much that I'm experiencing that I've just never seen in my life. And I'm like, dang it! I wish I'd been able to learn this first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, before I let you go, we have to talk about, uh, and I think it was the last time that you were here. You were on the bill with the Chicks and Bruce Springsteen. Those are two really big ones. That must have been something. What was that like for you?
2: I mean, it was a lot that I was feeling. Like, I was say to I me, mean, the Chicks are the reason that I fell in love with country music. Mm-hmm. They're the reason that I fell in love. They're the reason I latched on. I just I, I love them. I adore them, and it's uh it, it's their music. It's it's who they they, uh, they are. You know, it's people who they present us, uh, who they present themselves to be, how they carry themselves. You know, how they speak their mind. You know, how they just are who they are. I think the hardest thing in the world to be is yourself, and to watch people be fully themselves, and to walk in that and step in that and be unapologetic about it, or even just watching people grow to be unapologetic about it. I just. I just love that so much and I value that as a person, as an artist, as a woman, I do. And so getting to see them, getting to meet them was insanely just, it it blew my mind and it warmed my heart and my life in ways I really honestly can't describe. They let me listen to their uh, their live mix. I had my in ears on during their set and um, and I heard their show through my ears. It was like listening to the CD, except it was live. I couldn't believe it, it was, honestly, it's, it's like a memory I will hold on to forever. And getting to do that show, of course, opened up for Bruce Springsteen. I mean, gosh, he's, he's you know, he's an icon, yeah. you know, but it, but watching him perform, watching how much he cares for his fans, watching how much he just wants to give the best that he's got. And if it's three hours or four hours, he just wants to do that. And it's just it's his commitment to the art form that has completely just raptured up my my whole heart and essence. <laughs> That's what happened to me in July. I was just being raptured up into this whole like idea that you give the best that you've got every time you get an opportunity to give anything at all. That's what I learned from Bruce at his show.
1: Yeah, because he leaves it on the floor every single time.
2: He does. Yeah. Every single time. And I've, I've jokingly said to my friends for years, I'm like, every time I sing My Stupid Life, I feel like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and so... I don't know. Getting to open up for him definitely gave me meaning to that. Um, <laughs> I guess what <laughs> I'm trying to say is, I just, you know, it's something about feeling larger than life when you're singing a song, but in a way that you hope other people do too. Mm, yeah. You know, this song has you floating and you just, I don't know, you just want, you want other people to feel that way too. You know, whether you're on a stage or not, life is your stage staging. I hope you feel like the biggest thing in it. So when are you coming back to the UK, Brittany? I don't know. I want to so badly. So if someone from the UK could invite me, please, because I always find ways to just come back, like just because I I was there in October to watch a football game. I went all the way to London to watch an American football game. Um, So I love London. It's my favorite city in the whole world. I love going there. I love seeing my friends there. I love being there and then not realizing it's three in the morning and we're at some (laughs) club and I don't know where we are, but... Hopefully there's a taxi or Uber, somebody who can take me back to my hotel. I love London. I really do.
1: Thank you so much, Brittany. Thanks for taking the time.
2: Of course. Thank you so much. This is really fun. It was good to see you again.
0: The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music.
1: Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll have another dropping soon for y'all, so don't forget to keep it country.
0: If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country.